0: The first base market has been on the move. We're going to get into the latest player changing locations, an old friend alert, and some minor league gold gloves on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeff Ellis. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever you get podcasts. If you're curious, yes. Co-host number three is here today uh, taking part. His uh, qualifications, uh, he's never written a baseball article. He has watched part of a baseball game, never a full game. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about uh, for who I am today. <laughs> I cannot hold up to that one. Yeah. Uh...
1: You have am, watched a full baseball game in your life. You you have him. I have you. watched. I have watched a few. Yes, I've, I've probably watched too many in the eyes of, of some people. Um, Yeah. Co-hosting with you and, and Guardians Baseball Insider, Managing Editor, Prospects Live, News Herald, Morning Journal, all that good stuff. I don't get out much just like him. I, I Yeah, my hobbies are writing. His hobbies are not writing, but we both get out probably the same. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, uh, we, so let's just dive into first base. Uh, Jose Abreu, I know people, like people early in free agency were telling me he's going to get like two years, 12. I think I said like two years, 30. No, no, three years, 60. A few points on this. That is the second first baseman off the market uh, after Rizzo signing. I mean, this first base market is sparse uh, already is a situation uh, you got uh, Bell, who's a DH left, Chris, uh, not Chris Drury, that's a hockey player, Brandon Drury, might be your number two first baseman. And, you know, he's, he's, I thought you could get, he, you're not getting him under 10 mil now. It looks like Trey Mancini, who's got declining data into his thirties, um, but still a solid player. It, 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 Will Myers might be a top five target. Uh, this is going to get expensive. I'm not shocked by the cost. I'm a little surprised. By the fact that a team with no GM signed him today, but uh, you know, I, there's a lot to be said. Before I give any deeper analysis, why don't you take first uh, swing? I think I was more surprised at the length of the contract
1: than anything. my My initial thought was 250, Two years, fifty million for Brayu. So he gets less average annual ad, average value at two twenty million a year instead of twenty five but he gets one more year than I thought he would. And I wonder if that comes down to Houston adding the extra year to help him to help swing him to come to Houston. And part of that maybe comes down to the fact that they don't have a GM. Like, do you think that James click is making that deal? I'm, I'm very skeptical. I'm very skeptical. I think, I think James click would have done two years, 50 million. That's my own, you know, personal bias, but I think click might've been interested at, at that price, but um, i don't think he would have gotten the third year but
0: it was, it feels I, I just like there. it would have been like oh feels like it would have been the third year as an option here worth like five mil or something like that or you know like thing. yeah you know it, but yeah it's you know um because it wasn't click who re-signed guriel either and you can look at the recent case with guriel where like two of the last three years he was a below average bat Abreu's power went away. He struggled with four seamers this year, a little bit more in the past, but he had one of his best offensive seasons because his on-base percentage skyrocketed. I think the best of his career. Is he, you know, the question is, did he like revamp the swing and power is going to potentially return? Or is this a player who's 36 years of age? We should point out uh, who revamped a swing because he's getting older and can't catch up to things. I think... He'll be good next year. There are not a lot of players who continue to be really worth $20 million at age 38 and 39. Honestly, outside of Nelson Cruz, who you got? Like, who else follows a pathway to success that they're hoping he goes for? I mean,
1: Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, but those guys are pitchers. So, a very different story. Yeah, his exit velocity against fastballs is starting to come down quite a bit. And, like you said, forcing goodness. I mean, he hit less home runs this year than he did in the pandemic shortened season. Now you can throw Mm -hmm. a lot of that out anyway, but still that's, that's pretty alarming. However you want to look at that. I would say, Um, I still think he's going to be a valuable offensive player for them. Is he worth 20 million? Um, I would probably guess he will not be worth 20 million, but is he worth 20 million to the Astros who just upgraded at first base and made their lineup a lot scarier? I don't know. Like, would he have been worth 20 million to the Guardians? Possibly, because they really, you know, could have used his bat in the lineup. I think I think the value comes from what he does for your team versus the output overall. Like in a vacuum, he's not gonna be worth that contract at the end of the day, but he might be to a certain team depending on what your needs are. I suppose if that makes sense. Like the value comes to what I think the value is more important to what he provides to your team versus what he does in a vacuum overall.
0: I mean, looking at, at that Houston team, going from, you know, J.J. Maticevich, who has been, you know, a, kind of a success story for them. It took him a while to get to the big leagues. He debuted, what, this year at age 26. But, I mean, he has 66 runs creative plus, and that's likely who would play first if they didn't get an outside option. They had to get someone. They had nothing internally. Um, it, it, you know, Gurial, as I pointed out, Last year, he was worth uh, negative WAR because he's such a bad defender. 85 runs created plus, and he's 38. Last year, he'll be 39 in June. You can't bring him back. They made that trade for Mancini, but then Mancini wasn't even good enough to really play a ton all time. You know, in the put, po- he was not a everyday player for them. So this was a massive need with no internal option. It, it's a smart move. Um, again, I think he could be worth 20 million this year. We'll have to see in year two or three, but I, I think there is a transfer regret, but if you're trying to repeat, um, that's what you gotta do. And the other thing I'll say though, about Verlander and Scherzer is much like some of the other great pitchers, those two guys feel like not just like physical freaks of nature, but guys who put in the time with their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean that in some kind of, uh, any other way in the fact, like those guys are monster shape all the time. I don't think they take any time off, um, they're, they're off season, it reminds me as a kid when i'd sit there and hear about nolan ryan and like you know it's like there is i feel like a generation of pitchers who i mean what i'm maybe i think i'm like a year or two older than verlander so we grew up around the same time and we probably both sat there and read the stories about like what nolan ryan did every year to get in shape and stay in shape difference was i read it and went oh that's interesting and then you know verlander read it and did it um well and top of the fact uh, physical tools being bigger everything else but I feel like for a certain generation of people, and I'm part of that generation, uh, you heard about these guys. And if you had that ability, you found ways to to go out and put together. My other question with Abreu is, he's never been a top shaped guy. He's been a fantastic hitter. And I think he, you can tell by the change of the swing, he puts the time in to the mental part of the game and the studying the books. But I always wonder, but I mean, again, if you want to look glass half full, Nelson Cruz was never a a picture of physical shape either so I think they're hoping it's Nelson Cruz and on the downside they're afraid it's another Gurriel and who knows we have no way of guessing age is a weird thing especially late in your 30s most players can't keep it together but you can't really predict who's going to be the one but if you are going to predict the one you know what Tomy played into his 40s right and it's that's maybe a similar pathway in terms of like walking more, getting on base as Jim Tomey's power went away. uh, He wasn't necessarily an everyday guy anymore, but he still had some productive seasons and maybe, maybe that's the comp. Maybe it's taking more of a Jim Tomey aging curve for him.
1: I mean, so this is your chance breeze. to talk about
0: Jim Toby, and I'll mute myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I told was still good towards the end of his
1: career. He had some power, just his was more of the back injury and injured at the end of the year. And, I don't know. You can't predict injuries until you've had one, and a Brady has been been healthy so far. And father time catches everybody. But I mean, this was one of his. This was his best batting average year, besides 2020. This is the, tied for the second highest batting average and um, average on balls in play. You know, right rod normal for him for the most part. He's been he's fluctuated. It was a little bit higher this
0: year. Yeah, it's like uh, um, 30 points above his career average. Yeah, he said
1: yeah. he had a three fifty season before. That was 2020. He's hovering around 330, 320 a couple times. So he's, he's within range. I mean, it'll drop a little bit, maybe. Um, I don't know. I often think on contracts like this too, is that the same as the Edwin deal. So I said that this is the exact same as the Edwin Encarnacion deal. Cleveland gave him, he was 34, Abreu is 35. So Cleveland was getting uh, Edwin's 30, 34, 35, 36 seasons. And the Astros are getting, Abreu was 36, 37, 38 season. So it's, it's close, but um, when Cleveland signed uh, Edwin, I said, okay, they're, they're buying three years to get two good ones. Like I thought they're hoping for two good ones. They're giving him the third to get the front half. And that's kind of what you're probably doing with Abreu too, is you're saying, this is why I think the three years, I mean, it, supposedly Cleveland offered in three years as well, probably obviously less money. That's why he went to Houston, but um the three years was what you had to be in on him at, because that's how you're going to be going to get, you're going to hopefully get two above average years offensively. And it's going to, whatever happens a third year happens, but you're, you're giving him that third year because you're, you're trying to get him there for the first two years and whatever happens, the third year is what happens. So that's kind of how I look at some of those contracts sometimes is you're not, you're not worried about what he does in year, you know, three, four or five, six, you're hoping for the first couple of years of that contract you're getting what you pay for and that's just part of the bargain of of free agency Mm -hmm. which is why free agency is often very fool's gold and a uh a very tricky game to play
0: sometimes and let's be honest like year three of that deal when you look at Altuve's age and everyone else's age if they can bring back Verlander if he's like that's a rebuild time like that's not gonna be a time to do anything um their system their system is light mm -hmm. so yeah, and and we had it wrong. Just a side note, I was, I was reading up. You got nineteen and a half million, so he's only getting uh, fifty eight point five million. So his family will starve um, with that uh, loss of the extra one point five million that we were we were adding in. Uh, I'm he'll join the Charles
1: pretty Well, that's
0: fine. <sighs> yes, yeah, how is he going to feed his kids? Uh, speaking of feeding, let's take a commercial break at this point. And then we got to come back and do an old friend alert, and we're going to talk about some minor league high level Gold Gloves, something I completely missed on that Justin alerted me to. And, uh, but first we got to pay those bills. We got to eat and we have to have a quick note from one of the fantastic sponsors that helps bring contract, brings this content to you. And those are our good friends over at bet online. Listen, we've said it once we've said it a million times, bet online has you covered. Why do they have you covered? Well, they, it's not just betting lines though. They have fantastic betting lines. They have podcasts, they have news, uh, and it's not just your traditional sports. You know, football, basketball, soccer. Right now, they do esports, and if you love podcasts, they got you there. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Let's head over to Bet Online right now. Uh, as we're doing this ad read, let's check out and see have any lines moved with uh, with what has gone on. Now, almost all the MLB betting is based off of uh, free agency. But if I come over here, my co-host apparently has inf- my former co-host has information on Houston is now at plus six hundred. Which would make them second to the Dodgers at plus 575. Um, that is their updated one as of today. I believe that is an increase from what I saw earlier. Uh, Houston is not the favorite, but they are close, and there is a gap between that next group. So Houston helped increase our line today. Go to Bet Online today, our good friends. Get in the game, don't sit on the sidelines. Check out Bet Online, they got you covered.
1: Not surprised. That's that sounds about right. I I expect a yeah, Houston and Dodgers uh, World Series. That's what, that's what I had this year happening with Houston and Dodgers, and I expect that to happen next year. So, real quick for you on the Gold Glove thing, I want to get into. I know I'm going to spring this on you. We talked about a little bit off the, off the air, but you spring mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on me, so I'll spring it on you. But go ahead. Um, Cleo, the Abreu contract. You you briefly touched on what does that mean for Drury? What does that mean for Bell? What does it mean for other guys? Cleveland reportedly offered Abreu three years. So what does this say about their interest on the free agent market at first base and right-handed hitters and what they're going to do next? Like, what what does this say to you about what's next for them in terms of trying to improve their lineup, specifically at this spot, with who's left?
0: I wouldn't be shocked if they at least try for Josh Bell because I think what we have seen with them uh see you didn't get me i got a response uh <laughs> <is> <laughs> I, was, I was hoping like, no. you know he would you know it's like you, you go back to last year like matt olsen i think some people were surprised and i'll stand by it they had a top three offer on olsen like they thought they had a very good chance at olsen i've had some people connected to the organization tell me they thought that they had it they thought that that one was going to be theirs um when it is a player that raises their ceiling I think they'll go for it. I don't think they're going to go out and pay for Drury because I don't know if he raises the ceiling enough uh, to pay 10 million. I don't think he does enough of that. Does Jose Abreu raise the ceiling enough? Yeah. Like for all of my concerns, all of my statements in the last section, again, I think next year he probably will be worth about $20 million. The year after that, he's probably, you're hoping for him to be worth about 12 to 14. And in the last year, you're willing to settle for him being worth nine to eight as a platoon guy. But, he all of a sudden becomes your three hitter, your four hitter. He elevates that entire lineup by pushing some of those very talented players. Well, you know, have Andres Jimenez hitting like ninth by the time you add him in with the way things shaped up. Right. But you know, they're going to balance the lineup when you get that player in there. And Josh bell is the other one, like Josh bell. I, I think back to when he got traded to the nationals and I had people telling me that uh, Jesus Aguilar was a better player because Josh bell had had some struggles at that point. And yes, If you go get Josh Bell, he's, uh, you don't want him in the field ever, but he's a switch hitter. He is such a strong hitter. Uh, I know his average exit velocity isn't great, but like, you know, he walks, he, his K percentage isn't high. He fits the guardians approach as a hitter. He is a super smart kid. I remember writing about him. Um, in his draft year, I think both of his parents are college professors. Um, he was ticketed to Stanford, got a huge bonus to not go. He's a very, very impressive kid from a very, very impressive family. And he's overcome it. Man, I almost said ad- adversity. That's where I almost said overcame advisory. Who, adverse? You know, he's had his ups and downs. But again, it's the mix of fantastic physical tools and, you know, that intelligence. He is 30. Uh, you know, he is kind of on the decline. You do worry about with some of the bigger bodied infielders, but again, the fact that he has such a good K and walk ratio, that makes me, uh, sorry, I was half afraid my internet was going to drop there. That makes me convinced that he's going to, I'm not as afraid of him falling apart as I might be someone else. So uh, if they are going to chase a first baseman and you probably need to make it, the one downside is would they be willing to do a five-year deal? Cause I feel like it's going to take something like that to get there. Like he's going to want more than three. And I feel like in some ways the guardians are kind of locked into that three range. Um, but my feeling is it's for first base, bell or bust uh, the only other first baseman. And I don't know if we'll have time to get to him today. Uh, that maybe fits a little further down the line is Joey Gallo, but we'll get into that discussion maybe today, maybe later in the week. I have some data to back up that assessment, but I, I think at the end of the day, it's better bust and likely bust your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. My, my overall thought after the, after the Abreu contract, and when you talked, you, talk, you brought this up with Carlos Santana saying, okay, Carlos Santana getting almost eight from the, it was almost eight. Right? It was like seven plus.
0: Yeah. No, it was okay. 6.75. So right. Okay. Almost so seven. six plus.
1: Okay. But you said from the beginning when Santana got that contract that it raises the bar on for a spaceman that the price is going to be up, and you were correct. Because obviously, I don't know. I, I think we can all agree, a pricing wise probably panned out. how thought it just became an extra year, maybe. Guar- guaranteeing the third year is probably what surprised most people, it would be my guess. Um, so yeah, with Bell, I I anything under four years would be stunning. I'm thinking like four sixty is where he's going to come in at, maybe even. Oh really? Four sixty. I was thinking.
0: No, I was thinking like four
1: eighty plus, like four ninety. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. It might be four eighty. You're right. That could be true. Because it just, I mean, you um, look at him.
0: He's got a career walk rate of twelve percent and a career K rate of eighteen percent. Like, I know yeah. the homers haven't been there as much. It's you know that's the one thing he had that thirty-seven home run year and then you know, 17. So maybe, no, I'm going to bring it down because the power isn't there and the defense isn't there. So you're probably, i right. it it's 65 to 70. Yeah. 65 to 70. I think that's fair. I just, I got in my head, but it's, he only had that one thirty home run year. So I have to reset mine. And then, you know, if you're getting him, you don't want to let him play anything defensively. You just maybe, maybe against lefties and you, it's a, you know, it's 20% of the time. If you don't have another choice, you have Bell or uh, Bell play first and Naylor on the bench because you really don't want Naylor playing against lefties. But yeah. yeah, you you wanna if but then again, are they willing to go get, you know, another Fran mill where it's DH or nothing? Like they were so hard and it made such a big deal about flexibility. I I don't know. I mean I wouldn't I would a, be happy if it happened.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I mean I don't think Bell is that bad defensively. I mean, I know the outside of average says he's not Great. Let me see if I
0: can find the... I believe he was uh, 17th with an arm strength of one. He had the weakest arm in baseball. Yeah, I mean, position. who cares about that at first base, right? I, I know, mean, it doesn't really matter. But the 17 at outs above average, I just think of all the the Owen Miller plays. And then remember, Miller wasn't graded badly there.
1: Yeah, oddly enough, Owen Miller grades out really well statistically defensively. Who would have seen that, seen that coming? Yeah, negative now, four now, outs
0: above average. Yeah. And Naylor's not bad um, defensively. You just don't want him hitting against lefties.
1: Yeah. That, that's really what we're talking about here is that, you know, this is what we talked about off air was what is the price to upgrade? You're essentially upgrading your lineup against left-handed pitching. And you said that's like 20% of your lineup is is against left-handed pitching. So what what is the cost out there to go out and, and bring in somebody who affects 20% of your lineup and what are you willing to pay for that? Now, Josh Bell is different because he is a switch hitter, so he can help you against lefties and righties. You don't have to worry about that with him. But the spot you're, t- you're basically taking up here is you're talking about trying to upgrade your DH slash first base spot. And you can DH Gonzalez if you need to, or Brennan, whoever. Not that Brennan should be DHing, but that was a whole different story in the postseason. But, uh, you know, they're likely to platoon Brennan if he's on the <laughs> roster. So Bell... Bell essentially takes up the DH spot, and you just platoon out there. But you're, yeah, you're upgrading one spot in your lineup just so you don't have to. You don't have to play Naylor against left-handed at pitching. That's kind of what you're doing here. So you have to weigh the cost of that. Um, I, I agree with you. It's definitely Bell or bust here. I think the price has gone up on Drury. Now, doesn't make sense to me to bring in Drury. I mean, I, I know the versatility is nice, but I think when Cleveland swings big for somebody. And I know people are going to say, well, they haven't swung big for anybody. I mean, there's Edwin and then there's all the guys that they were reportedly in on like Olsen and Abreu and all that stuff. People say, well, they were supposedly in on, but they're in on them for a reason at their price. But there's a reason you can't just say, oh, well, if they were in on Abreu, they should be in on, you know, everybody else or whatever. That doesn't translate. I think you have to be in on the right guy the right fit and i think bell still fits that it's just going to come down to price oddly enough i will say this this is not always a great way to look at it but fangraphs median crowdsource has bell getting 3 years 39 million that seems like an underpay to me um and ben clemens who did their free agent rankings this year he gave him 2 years 18 million i don't see that happening um the average crowdsource was 3 years at 43 million I don't know. I would probably tack a fourth year onto that just knowing how this this market is going right now. Maybe maybe they didn't see what the market was before they put this together, so that's probably why. But four, what do you think? Four years at fifteen million? What is that? I'm I'm bad at math.
0: Uh, that would be sixty. But I think he gets more okay. than like I am thinking like at least eighteen. Um so I mean that's what twelve more so seventy two, four years, seventy two million. So does Bell raise the lineup the way Abreu does?
1: Being a little bit younger,
0: I mean, it's essentially the same profile right now, right? Like with, unless you believe that um, Abreu's power is coming back, they're both, you know, on base guys. Like that was their skill set. Um, though it is, you know, I'll say with with these two guys, I was kind of curious. So I just went and looked at OPSs against left handed pitching. Uh, Abreu was twenty sixth on the list, uh, just two spots ahead of Sean Murphy. Uh, for everyone who complains that Murphy isn't good enough bat. Two former Indians on this list, uh, and I say Indians because they were Indians when they were here, uh, Santander and Diaz were in the top 20. For as much as Robbie Grossman was an out-and-out disaster, he had 150 plate appearances with a 157 OPS against lefties. Um, you know, there's there's trying to find ways to... I, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, J.D. Martinez, everyone talks about, he was eighth, but I think he gets pricey. It, it's going to be... in Brandon Drury is... I have no interest in J.D. Martinez at all. Yeah, I don't either. Brandon Drury was seventeenth, one spot ahead of Santander. Kyle Farmer, interestingly enough, of the who just went to the Twins was twenty first. Like, there might be you know a lower division way to do this, and I mean Bell Bell is fifty third, one spot better than Ahmed Rosario in terms of uh, against left handed hitters or left handed pitchers. It's it's not a. it's interesting to look at the data. Uh, Carlos Santana was 43rd. Uh, again, I think that was part of his value. And then I think someone you and I would both love to see them acquire if they can't get um, John Murphy, Jonah Heim at 38. So, yeah, I think, you know, could they get Austin Slater out of San Francisco? Do they need another outfielder? They have to figure out exactly what the calculus is. But I just think, I don't know, I, I think it's going to be hard for them to get Bell and it feels like we should maybe take our break and come back at this point. But do you have any closing thoughts? Now we'll get to the Gold Glove in the next segment. Yeah, we got Gold Glove and Mailey. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. End of the story. Okay, let's put a bow on it, as we're supposed to. do. Abreu would have been an upgrade. I can't blame him for likely taking more money. We don't know what Cleveland's offer was. I guarantee you it was not this. Bell would be an upgrade, but I can't see them giving him the contract he would want. I mean, if he's going to do three years, $39 million, sign tomorrow. Like, that should be done. It be done and yeah. in the books. Like, he should be in Cleveland. It's getting higher. Yeah. yeah and, no. uh, you know, the secondary market jury is probably too expensive, but maybe there's a way, like I said, to go look at who just, you know, find a first base version of Luplow. Like it, it, there's guys who can do similar things if you're looking for that help, but then that does mean you're pushing probably someone like Brennan to the minors, but we'll come back, take a break. We got some gold gloves and some old friend alerts all on today's episode. And we're back. So why don't you explain? You told me about this. What exactly this Gold Glove means? It's 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 not just for a ball, right?
1: Yeah. So every year, obviously, the Rawlings also does a minor league version of the Gold Gloves, but they don't do it by level. It's by the entire minor league system. Uh, also voted on by coaches and managers. And last year, Jose Tano won one at shortstop for Cleveland. This year it was uh, Joe Naranjo at first base, so Joe Naranjo was voted on by coaches and managers and ended up getting the uh, the Gold Glove at first base throughout all of minor league baseball. So that that matches up. Uh, Joe Joe has always been considered a, a good glove defensive first baseman. Great picking the ball out of the dirt, has range, good arm, athletic around the bag. So that that all adds up quite a bit. He is uh, he is quite the athletic defender, Joe. Naranjo would not be a first baseman if he did not throw left-handed. He would be playing probably second, I don't know about third, but probably would be like a a middle infielder um, if he was not a left-handed thrower. Uh, That is probably part of why the profile is a little bit weird offensively, but yeah, good good glove at first base it it plays. And definitely tracks with this uh, coaches and managers voting. So congratulations to Joe Naranjo. Good kid too.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, always great to see. And, uh, you know, like, like anything that helps raise the player's profile and, uh, good on him. We also wanted to mention, you know, it's apparently if you want to get signed right now in free agent, be a former guardian, uh, cause three out of four, Luke Maley, uh, a little bit of a surprise for me. He got, Oh, I closed my window. He got over a million dollars. Like he got like 1.15 million, um, 1.75 million with 25K and performance bonuses. His arbitration projection, I believe, was 1.2. No, it was 1.3. So he got almost what he was projected to get in arbitration. He goes home. He's from Northern Kentucky. Uh, He went to school at Kentucky before being drafted by the Rays. So he gets to go home to Cincinnati and be a lot closer to his family. Not that he's that far away in Cleveland, but uh, you know, it's got to be nice to do that to feel wanted. There were some rumors of Kansas City or not Kansas City that Cincinnati had some interest in a Tucker Barnhart reunion. I mean, Maley showed more than Barnhart last year. I think that's a fine choice. Um, it is a little bit weird to go spend a million plus on your backup catcher when you are a team that is that bad. I, I know you want some veteran presence, but uh, I mean. Hey, I'm not going to fault anyone. Um, you know, he's a solid backup. It, last year was his first real extended opportunity. I, th- I think he's at a career high for uh, appearances and games. So, yeah, good good for Mealy. Uh Seems like a good guy. And, uh, yeah, he gets to go home and he gets to make a decent amount of bank. And everyone wins. Yeah, I
1: think he'll be good for the Reds. They have got a young pitching staff. They want to get younger and, and he'll um, be able to help out Tyler Stevenson as well. If, if Tyler Stevenson could stay healthy, my fantasy team sure hopes that he can. I'm a big, I've always been a big, big believer in Tyler Stevenson, but uh, yeah, he might you know be able to help him a little bit grow defensively and help that pitching staff. And um, maybe he plays against left-handed pitching. I don't know. I don't think they need a platoon for Tyler Stevenson, but he hit left-handed pitching fairly well last year. So yeah, um, there is that maybe there's some intangible value there. I'm oh, I'm very surprised to see that Maley got a job for Austin hedges, but I guess that means hedges is going to get more money than mainly. So there you
0: go. <laughs> yeah. I'll be curious to see how that plays out as well. Um, I mean, that, that more or less wraps up the show uh, for today. You know, there's uh, the joy of the off season, right? You know, some days it's bursting and we have plenty of fun stuff. Like I said, We'll get to some of those names like Gallo and the rest. We will talk more rule five in the upcoming days is that draft is next week. And uh, of course, if anything breaks, we will have you covered. Uh, Any closing thoughts before we put this one to bed?
1: No, I will save my hot takes tomorrow for the Cody Bellinger slash uh,
0: Joey Gallo stuff. Yeah, um, Hot take. Cody Bellinger is not very good uh, at baseball. (laughs) Yeah, I've his hype. Know. No player has a bigger hype to value right now than Cody Bellinger. Yeah, that's that's. I'll my, just I, say, my I, take.
1: I've I, I've already said it on this show anyway. It's it's just I've seen people. I'll I'll, I'll spoil the take today because we still have some time to play with, to be honest. But um I've already said it. People out there are saying Bellinger or or um Gallo, and, and you, I don't know. i will let you make your argument about Gallo tomorrow. People are saying, oh, they're they're better than what you're going to get from Mealy or Gonzalez or whatever. And I think someone's argument was, well, they're, they're past first round picks and um, past all-stars. And I'm like, Oh, there it is. There is the, I know that name. So he must be a good free agent. He must be a good player. If I know that name, that's what people are doing out there. They're saying, I know this guy's name. So therefore he must be better than anything we have on our team. So uh, that, gotta love those. And I'm not going to,
0: I'm not going to ruin the Gallo stuff. Um, I, I got some some reasons to back it up. Uh, I'm not saying it's perfect. But Bellinger, it's I mean, it's, it's two years out. So but anyone but and again, like he would be an upgrade for the Marlins, for the Rockies, there are teams where he legitimately could make sense because he's a solid defender. But uh, last year, he was not as good of a defender as miles Strawn. He was barely a better hitter. So it's, it's probably where I can steal my statement. But uh, yeah, thank you all for listening, rating, reviewing, downloading daily, YouTube subscription. Let's hit that before we go. I believe we're at 926. We are, you know, under 100 away. Uh if you have not subscribed, what are you waiting for? Yeah, 926 is where we are. That is 74 more. Uh go start making burners for us. I'm kidding. But maybe not. Hey, whatever you want to do to help us out, we appreciate it. We want to we want a a a right-handed bat for the lineup and a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So please jump in and help us out.
1: Let me just say Google already has all your data anyway, just give them the rest and make a burner mm-hmm. account. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I listen, I, I, I have a work account. My work account is subscribed as is my personal account. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not too proud, um, but thank you all who have already. And uh, thank you to everyone who's also like retweeted, pushed and helped with that uh, much appreciated. Uh, yeah, thank you all. Um, for everything you do, uh, thank you for everything you do and for the parents out there, you know what I'm referencing, but we'll end there. Uh, go, go guardians go.